0: Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Reminisce Angus Beef. Brian Massard and his family sell a unique Montana Angus beef sourced from high-marbling bloodlines of the Reminis Angus cattle. Brian says they are the only company they know of that has genetically tracked flavor and taste for 31 years to specific bloodlines in the Angus breed. We've joined together so our listeners have the opportunity to try Reminis Angus beef in a couple of ways. There's a link in the bio on Instagram as well as the show notes where you can go to enter and win a 10-pound box of beef. There's also a code in the show notes and our bio on Instagram and a link where you can get a free pack of jerky. Yes, I said free. The Massard Family and Reminis Angus Beef Ranch are all about preserving the West, hence the name Reminis, thinking back to a simpler time in the Old West. You can be a part of this as well by going to the show notes, clicking on the links, entering to win, and also using the code to get in the link to get free beef jerky. I personally have my freezer stocked with Reminis Angus beef and can assure you it is of the highest quality and some of the best tasting beef I've ever had. Good luck and enjoy.
1: Danny Dietz, a true American hero, gave his life in Operation Red Wings on June 28, 2005. Now, with your support, we can honor his legacy and contribute to the noble cause of the Navy Seal Danny Dietz Foundation. Modern Cowboy, along with the Wine Boss, have the perfect wine crafted to perfection. Each bottle sold, $5 goes back to the Navy Seal Danny Dietz Foundation, which supports veterans, first responders, and their families. Order your wine today at wwwwinebosspaso Thank you for your support.
2: I swear that red dirt that you kicked up still ain't settled no doubt you ain't let off that pedal chasing highs and riding lows your heart's tied down by the rodeo but if it ever lets you
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I'm super excited to have our guest on today, Meg Larson. She's I've seen her on social media for a long time. She's a western influencer. She's a co-owner of a couple of companies. We'll talk about that um and learn more about it, but uh anyway, I'm just excited to have her on and and hear her story and uh just kind of go from there. So, Meg, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me as a guest today.
0: Yeah, no. Now, where do you live?
1: I currently live in Las Vegas right now, but I'm moving to Fort Worth at the end of the month.
0: Yeah. For some reason, I thought you lived in Vegas. I don't know if I saw it somewhere on social media, but but that's what I thought. But then I did see, I think I saw you posted something that you were moving to, to Texas. Now, you, yeah. going there, you going there for work or?
1: Um, my sister and my brother already live there, and my dad is in the process of selling the family home in Salinas. My cousin already lives there, so... I'm like it's about time to move back to be around family, and I firmly believe sometimes God gives you signs. And I'm one of those people that's like, no, I have a bigger sign, God. And i feel like, God's like, okay, your dad's still in the house. You need to move to Texas. So, and it's partly work, partly to be around family.
0: Yeah. So, so you you did you grow up in Salinas?
1: I did. I grew up in Salinas.
0: Yeah, because I grew up in Northern California. Yeah, in, i
1: remember that on some of your podcasts.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. So. So what what kind of work do you do outside of what you do on social media? Or... So
1: I am a personal trainer. That's my day job, so to speak. I've been one for over the last 10 years. I've run my own personal training business. And then um, I am the co-owner of the Rodeo Trail. So we are a Western media company. So we cover as many rodeo events as we can find. Um, our goal is really to showcase all aspects of rodeo, all the way from amateur to professional
0: right now are, are you are you partners with uh I I know because I've had a couple other guys on the podcast that I think Austin is is a partner of yours right
1: yeah. Austin is my business partner and he also owns Cowboy Fresh and CF custom so he and I both own the rodeo trail and we also juggle that with our other companies that we own
0: okay and then and then you have one other one too um is it horse stream TV or I'm getting the name.
1: um I'm not an owner of that I just work with them so that's okay. a pretty cool out to me so i have that and then i also do a little bit of social media work still on the side so i double uh quite a few different hats but you know what when you love what you're doing it's a lot more fun than having a desk job night five that you hate every day
0: oh a- absolutely i i, I agree 100 um <laughs> so uh oh gosh i off my train of thought there for a minute um <laughs>
1: You're having bad flashbacks to being in corporate America.
0: (laughs) No, I've never been in corporate America, but I mean, no, I have not. But anyway, that being said, um, so do you do do personal training in person or virtual or do you both? I
1: do a couple in person. I have had to scale it down. Um, The last year I had to find a lot more balance, juggling all the different things. I did get very burnt out. Especially trying to be a Western influencer and trying to make Western influencer content where I was getting ready for like an hour and a half, two hours to make like 15 seconds of content. And it just, it wasn't the best um, use of my time. So I was kind of like, I was pulled in a million different directions because it's like, am I making content for for personal training, social media? Then I was doing, before I stepped up as coder, I was doing all the social media for the rodeo trail. So I was just getting spreads too thin. So now I still do a little bit of personal training in person, but I'm primarily switching to online personal training every month. Now I do have a monthly workout that people can go and download, um, which is a lot more affordable if you cannot afford to do the bigger packages that I have of like the six, eight, 12 week training. So um, as I kind of took on more things, I had to figure out because it is my passion. I tried to kind of step away from personal training last year to do more rodeo stuff and um after having a pinched nerve in my back it just made me remember why I fell in love with fitness and I'm like okay I want to do it but I gotta figure out how to wear every every hat and make it work in a way that I don't feel overwhelmed and burnt out
0: right which is easy to do when you're trying to
1: so easy to do and um my new thing I like to tell people is you can wear a lot of hats as long as they're the right hats for you if you start feeling like you're burnt out you may, something may not necessarily, it doesn't mean you need to drop it, but you may need to re-engineer how it fits in your life so it resonates more authentically with you.
0: Right, exactly. It's interesting because I've been doing the podcast for, gosh, it's over five years now, and, and I was doing, you know, when I first started, I was doing a couple a week, and then I went down to like one a week, and then last year, I only I only did two podcasts last year because I just got burnt out, you know, and I, yeah. I, I have completely other business that I run and things that I do. And, but I just kind of got burned out on it. But then this year I just got reinvigorated and, and just, you know, it just felt like, you know, I want to get back into it and do it, but you're, you're so right. You've got to, you've got to make sure that hat
1: fits you right. Exactly. And so for me, it was kind of stepping away from doing like the traditional Western influencer and the traditional fashion influencer, because that didn't really fit what I wanted to be, which is an advocate for rodeo. So I felt like a lot of the content I was making wasn't necessarily right for me. So I did kind of make a pivot last year. And I said, You know what, I'm sassy, I'm not the traditional mold. I'm just gonna start making rodeo memes and really doing the content that resonates with me. And at first, I kind of switched to more of the Western influencer, like the fashion content, because I realized I had a lot more male followers than female followers. And I was like, I want to fit in with all the Western fashion girlies. like, I want to have more female followers. And That just wasn't right for me. There's a lot of really amazing Western fashion influencers, but I'm going to be honest, um, Western fashion and like Dallas market doesn't get me nearly as excited as the American. When I'm talking about the Wrangler NFR, I'm talking about like the actual events. So for me, it's not my forte. I'm going to switch and just resonate authentically with me, with my style of humor. And there wasn't really... I don't think any other girls doing that type of content. So I was like, either everyone's gonna cancel me and hate me, or I'm gonna lose all the followers, or people are gonna like it. But either way, it is so much easier to make content. I don't feel burnt out now, and um, thank God people like. <laughs> Everyone gets my sense of humor, so that makes me happy.
0: Well, you know, it's 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 interesting you say that because we we look at social media, and I know we all do it. We all look at it. We we post something. We go, oh gosh, is it is is. This gonna hit? Are people gonna like it? You know, why are why are we posting it? What's the real reason behind posting it? And sometimes you get so sick of seeing the same type of post with the same type of people. And and I, I don't know, it's just it's just overdone. But I've noticed that your memes and they're actually they're hilarious. Uh so I, I think that's great though, that you that you saw that and you got that that niche and, and that you're doing that now and you're happier doing that than you were doing the other quote unquote fashion stuff although you still do some fashion stuff
1: i still do a little bit of i like to say i my page is not an influencer page my page because an influencer versus a model and i think that's a distinction we need to start making more in this social media space an influencer is someone who specifically cultivates the social media following because they have a belief and a trust and a relationship in this person and they trust everything that they recommend right it should not aid infomercial which is unfortunately kind of what i think we're starting to see a little bit but then there's also a model models get paid to model and promote certain products so i would say i'm more of a promotional model in the western influencer community i'm still going to shout out any business i love because that was the original mission of my platform was to support western businesses and western life but my end goal really is as an advocate for rodeo and i realized one of the issues i saw in rodeo is People get in these pissing matches about whether they're punching up or this and that. And if someone outside the industry, when you're seeing like 20 barrel racers yelling about how they're, their reins or how they're training their horse, someone who's never been in the industry is not going to feel welcome to ask questions. They're like, already these people have been doing it for their whole lives, are being made to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like an idiot asking a basic question so my whole thing was let's start adding some humor let's kind of make it a little bit more funny and a little bit more approachable because we don't need to reach people who are already promoting western life you don't recruit from people already on your team we need to recruit the 90 or whatever percentage of people that are out there voting against rodeo that are not going to their first rodeo that believe what these animal activists are saying and if we get in these pissing matches with each other we don't make it accessible. So I've had, you know, doing my rodeo myths and things like that, I've had a lot more people being like, hey, y'all look fun. I want to go to my first rodeo or people feel comfortable. Like I get so many people like, wait, the, the blank strap doesn't go there. And you're like, no, it doesn't.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You know, it, it's interesting too, because, you know, and I've said this so many times on the podcast, I've talked to uh, with so many guests about it. You know, not everybody grows up on a ranch. Not everybody grows up and has a horse or, or whatever. And so, like like you say, you know, just introducing people into the culture and the lifestyle and making people more aware that it's not what they think it is, uh, you know, and that the animals in rodeo are highly valued and so well taken care of um, that, you know, it's it's like... My brand or the modern cowboy is, it's like for the cowboy in all of this. So it's like, uh, it's, 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 it's like for people that, Hey, they like cowboy boots. They like cowboy hats. They may not have a horse or may not be on a ranch, but they love it and they like to be associated with it. And sometimes the rodeo world can, and I've talked to, I've talked to, you know, top rodeo guys about this too, can kind of like chuck those people out a little bit just with their, the way they are, you know, just their attitudes their cowboy, whatever. Um, and I think that's that's just part of, you know, uh, helping change the, the culture, which, you know, I've talked about this too, like with the PVRs do, uh, doing now and uh, uh, with like with the American and all these other things that are happening, it's growing, it's continuing to grow. And I think it will, but we just need, you know, people like you to keep doing what you're doing to help, you know, spread the word.
1: And it gives people, it humanizes these athletes. And I think there's so much negative stigma and there's so much of a divide. And there's a lot of politicians that are capitalizing on that divide. And there's a lot of agenda that's going on. For example, um, the rodeo ban in California. We need to look at this. Is this really about people who are passionately against animal rights? Or is this about developers viewing this ranch land and the sequestering land as this is where we can make money by putting up new housing developments and business? I mean... Which one is it? Yeah. I'm not apolog- I'm not going to sit here and post a bill. But when we have, you know, when someone's sitting here and they're thinking like, oh, all cowboys are these dumb hillbilly rednecks. And then you have someone like Jelly Roll who, you know, some people might not say that he's Western or a cowboy. But you have someone that has this background as a drug dealer speaking so eloquently to Congress. And then you have, you see JB Mooney and you have Luke Branquino and their funny show with Teton Ridge. It takes people's perceptions that they might have of the negative industry, and it lets them just have that opportunity. And maybe we just get that one-minute opportunity to change someone's mind, and then they're going to start listening and look at this lifestyle a little differently. And then they might think twice, or next time a rodeo bill comes up, they might, you know, look at it and be like, is this really about animal welfare or is there something else going on? Because I think all of us kind of have realized in the last couple years, like, politics are not as black and white. And what we're seeing on the news is not always true, especially yeah. with Facebook and Meta getting in trouble for planting fake stories about TikTok. You know, if Facebook can pay a company and lobbyist to plant fake stories in our news, it does make you wonder how many other spins are we seeing that we have just naturally thought of as fact. I mean, I grew up on the opposite side of the rodeo spectrum. I grew up around people that were very anti rodeo. I didn't go to my last rodeo my first rodeo until about five years ago. So really a lot of things talking about myths are based on like, I used to believe it. I used to be a vegan. I used to believe like all this negative stuff. And then one, you know, as I became a trainer and nutrition coach, I started asking questions. But I'm very fortunate because I grew up in Salinas. I had the resources and people already around me that I could ask questions openly. So the more we can open this dialogue and not be jerks, the more people are going to slide in our DMs or start asking questions on real. And that's how we start getting more people on our team.
0: So that's interesting that you grew up and you were part of that, like Joe Rogan called it to, I'm, I'm not saying you're we're full, but in the blue bubble kind of, were you on that side?
1: Very much. So my dad went to rodeos. My cousins, uh, my one of my cousins, she barrel raced. And her dad taught me to ride. There was attempts at roping, but I was very, very bad. After the fifth time, I roped my own course. We decided <laughs> to before I got bucked off. Um, but I never went to rodeos. And a lot of, I don't want to say it was my parents necessarily, but in Salinas is very um, rodeo. Like it, we have a big rodeo. Yeah. But Honore, Santa Cruz, that's very, very liberal. and Car- Carmel. You know, <laughs> yeah. Being a kid growing up and that, I never really questioned whether it was appropriate for my teachers to push their own political or dietary agenda until I became a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And I started looking at when we start pushing our views on food on children, especially as a power relationship between a teacher and a child that's not really fair because you don't know what that child's background is you don't know their religion you don't know if they come from a ranching family so for you to be a teacher pushing on a child that's impressionable that wants to please you that everyone should be vegan and all this stuff is bad especially if that's not your scope like if you don't have any dietician training you should not be pushing any sort of nutrition education on children so like if you're a math teacher you should not be trying to push your class to be vegan but growing up I didn't realize that so I grew up I feel like during the height of when um people really started doing like everything is organic and we need to go vegan and and everything was like tofurkey was like a thing so it wasn't until I became a trainer that I started looking at stuff and I was reading the labels and I was like wow this fake meat has like 40 some ingredients okay. and, and I could just eat a turkey. And then I started looking at just like, I started learning macros and things like that. And now as a coach, I empower people. Like people will be like, hey, you're pro farmers, you're ranchers, but I want to be vegan. I can't have you as a coach. I was like, if you want to be vegan, I will help you be a healthy vegan. That's a personal choice. It's not for me to tell you what works for you. It's for you and it's for your doctor to do blood work and tell you what's good. I'm just here to help you lead lead a fit life. But I'm not going to push that on you because I would not want you pushing that on me. And as long as you're living a healthy lifestyle, I don't care to. You can still be a vegan and support our farmers. Our farmers right. grow all your food.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Spe- yeah, speaking of farmers, I just, I just thought of something. Have you seen what's going on over in Europe with all the farmers, what they've been doing over there?
1: I've seen a little bit on what's going over in Germany. Um, I don't follow that much, so I'm not probably the best person to speak really in depth on it, but I am glad to see that the farmers in some of these countries are really starting to stand up. I followed a little bit more what's going on in Canada than I have over in Germany, but Man. I know my farmer friends have started reposting on the story. So I've been able to see a little bit of glimpses in that.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So now so were you were you in um athletics in school did you you... i was not really
1: (laughs) so that is the funny thing about me becoming a trainer and getting into nutrition i was that girl that would like literally try to twist her ankle to get out of gym class every day (laughs) i think i had i had so many excuses to get out of gym especially in junior high that i'm surprised that the school didn't call like cps on my parents and be like what is going on with your daughter like i was not so i didn't play sports i mean i was so bad at sports oh my gosh i'm gonna call myself out um uh, that i so in um grade school they just kind of like assumed the pe teachers that people knew how to play sports but i didn't right, right. So off ball they were like okay we'll just put you in the outfield but i didn't know what i was supposed to do in the outfield so i just sit there and make daisy change in the grass So the coach was like I'm just gonna have you be a cheerleader and I I knew enough to know I'm like softball doesn't have cheerleader he's like at this school we do so (laughs) that was what I was relegated to and um no I mean I did play tennis but I grew up doing like dance and ballet um I was not the athletic person but I did have an eating disorder growing up and then when my mom had her second round with breast cancer That's when I started looking into nutrition. And when I started getting into nutrition, I started seeing a lot of these trainers that were pushing crazy fad diets. And that's when I was like, I don't want to help someone with holistic nutrition coaching and then have them go to some bro science trainer that's just pushing a bunch of just stuff on them that doesn't really work. And I started getting involved in training and then I started training jujitsu and through jujitsu I started looking into fitness competitions. And that really spurred my whole love of fitness and helped me develop a much better, healthier relationship with fitness and working out where it became less about seeing how skinny I could be, but how strong and healthy I could be and right. learning to be comfortable in the gym I mean I didn't know at all what I was doing in the gym I was not like I will be on the elliptical in 20 minutes I will see you and um <laughs> it, it was kind of if there was a learning curve right. um, but I was but yeah, I, got, I fell in love with it, got very passionate about it and very fascinated with how we can change our body composition and the overall science of changing body compositions, along with finding what works for each of my clients. Because there's no, I don't believe in one size fits all fitness. Right. Every person is going to have a different fitness journey depending on their lifestyle and what their overall goals are. And so for me, getting yoga certified, MMA conditioning certified, um, adding all these different skill sets in. So when someone comes to me, I find what? What's going to work for you in the long term? Like, let's not do a quick fix. Let's help you find a healthy, balanced fitness lifestyle. And what does that mean for you?
0: Right. You know, it's, it's funny. I I don't know if you saw this or not because, we're you know, you were just talking about food and what foods are made of and what people will do in terms of, you know, uh, a, an advertisement for somebody. And this is somebody who I really like, Chris Pratt. I love him. But have you seen the Pringles commercial that he does for them now?
1: I have not. So okay. I... I only have Hulu and Amazon, so I miss a lot of the commercials. Well, th-
0: this is on his Instagram. He does it on Instagram, so he's he's got like a small handlebar mustache. But he, what's funny about it is, he eats these things. He goes now. There's there's not a, a correct way to eat it, but uh, but I think there is. He goes, you can either in like a saddle, and he has it where it's like <laughs> a like a seat in a saddle. He turns it over or like a cowboy hat, which I think is kind of funny. But Pringle. Oh, no. I mean, I don't, I don't care too many says. There is nothing in Pringles that's good for you at all.
1: There, You know, there's nothing health-wise. I feel like that's really good for you. But you know what? Sometimes you need that food for your soul. I mean, there are some days where I, if I don't have a donut, I would have no friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I totally understand that. But I don't know that I do a Pringles commercial myself. I'd I Because I, I don't eat them.
1: <laughs> I'm not. Girl, I'm a Doritos girl, but it's more like the association. So like if I'm watching football or hockey or some sort of sport, it's like, or I'm watching like my scary movies because I'm a scary movie girl, but I always believe it's something about balance. Like if there's an option to do a healthier thing and you're going to like it good, but if that healthy swap means you're still going to crave that original thing. So instead of having that handful of Doritos, you turn around and eat an entire bag of organic corn chips and like... (laughs) quote unquote cookies, you're better off just eating the handful of Doritos. But I tell everyone like pick your poison what works better. I'm a Diet Coke girl, but I'm trying to be better and drink more of the Olipop, which I love Olipop. Um, I couldn't figure out why Olipop flavors weren't that great. And then I realized that I was drinking like a competitor brand occasionally because their cans look very similar. And I was like, Why do I really like this flavor one day and not the other? And I was like, Oh, so every so often I tell people I am allowed one blonde moment a day. So that's been my most recent blonde moment.
0: How about Zevia? Have you ever had Zevia?
1: I do like Zevia. So Zevia, um, I really like, cause I do like certain sparkling waters that have a little bit of flavor in it. So yeah. I like, I think has like a grapefruit flavor that's really good and refreshing. And then they have one other one. I wasn't um too big on, it was either their Dr. Pepper swap or their Coca-Cola swap, but I right. like fruit flavored ones.
0: Right. The Rupert one's good, I think.
1: That's the other one I was thinking of. So I was yeah. trying to remember. That was the other one that I liked because so I was like, I knew it wasn't like the Dr. Pepper or the cola type one, but there, yeah, the root beer one was really good.
0: Yeah, the root beer and also the cream soda is pretty good too. But
1: oh, I'll have to try the cream soda. I haven't yeah. tried that one. yet.
0: Yeah, but I, but I agree with you on the the Dr. Pepper one and the and the cola one. They don't <laughs> they don't have a good taste.
1: But I'm not a big Dr. Pepper girl either. So I
0: oh I I, I used to be. I used to love Dr. <laughs> Pepper, but I finally stopped drinking soda. Probably, I don't know. Probably five years ago, I haven't drank it at all. So
1: I have some friends that are fanatical Dr. Pepper girlies, and I was like, okay. Um,
0: yeah, when you're in Texas, be sure you don't say you don't like Dr. Pepper.
1: I, it's not that I don't like it; it's just not going to be my go-to. But that's a good, good word of warning. It'll drive you back out.
0: Yeah, because
1: actually, have two strikes against me being from originally born in California, and not liking Dr. Pepper. I'll just like <laughs> be like, I like sweet tea.
2: Yeah. yeah, next
1: week in football, you gotta let me in.
0: That's funny. So, you, you, speaking of blonde hair, I noticed you change your hair a lot.
1: I do. Um, I'm a natural blonde, and I keep trying to make peace with being a blonde. But I just really love being a brunette. It is just so much more fun, um, and I feel like this is just what's supposed to be my color. And it's it's a lot more fun. It's less maintenance, and it's a lot less damaging on the hair than going. Blonde because my natural hair color has now become like a dark blonde as I've gotten older. Right, right. But I'm I'm one of those girls. I I uh I love my stylist. She's amazing. But sitting in the hair salon for like five hours, I can't do it. It is so hard. I mean, right. she gets me snacks and coffee and like she has Netflix and she's amazing and I love her dearly. But when you have dark hair, you just go in, they do an all-of-a-root color. I get my extensions moved up. I'm good to go. It's not like a huge all day process. So the um, blonde was driving me. Cr- aside from it just being really damaging, just like I was like, I can't, I can't stay in a salon this long. There's a reason why I get my pop on nails from Walgreens. Like I just, oh my I don't grow- certain things.
0: Really? So you don't, you don't, you don't get your nails done at the nail salon, then, huh?
1: No. I, I, like maybe if I'm really in a pampering mood, I'll do it. I. I'm good with pedicures, but like the idea of going every three weeks to get my nails done or getting like lash extensions, I just can't yeah. do it. My hair is like the one high maintenance thing that I can stand doing, and it's uh, because with my extensions, I it's like way easier to do my hair. So it's like it's high maintenance at the time, but it makes my beauty schedule the rest of the week a lot easier.
0: I, too funny. <laughs> I, I know. I know the hair deal is a big deal because of my wife. I she's very, very picky about you know. Our hair gets done. And I used, I, I did her bass for a long time before I would do her bass, you know, or at least the part she couldn't think,
1: see. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I actually got pretty good at it. But anyway, so uh, you're moving to Texas in what, a month, you said?
1: Uh, end of this month.
0: Oh, end of this month. And your dad's already there or?
1: He is in the process of moving there, so he should be there. I want to say like two or three weeks after me, and then my sister and my brother already live there, and then my cousin lives about an hour south of us, and then his brother, my uncle, moved to Oklahoma, so he's not super far from Fort Worth. And then I believe my uncle's kids are all spread out between Oklahoma and Fort Worth.
0: Uh, Now, your brother and sister are younger or older than you?
1: They're older than me. So all my siblings are significantly older than me my sister is the second closest to me in age and she was 17 when I was born
0: oh my gosh there's yeah a-
1: my mom all the rest of her kids when she was in her 20s and then she had me at 42 so there's a big gap
0: oh my gosh so you are the baby of the family
1: I am I'm closer in ages to my nieces and nephews than I am to my siblings
0: too funny now are, are any of, are any of your siblings in uh to fitness or or rodeo lifestyle or western lifestyle or
1: My sister Julie's husband—he was in the military for 20 years, and then he served like DOD, and uh, because he was an MP, so he's military police. So he Mm -hmm. served in that sort of stuff. So he played football at TCU. So she's like really like football. She's like a big hardcore Texas girl. She's like my fellow, like super conservative part of my family, and then the other half of my family is very um, liberal. Really. (laughs) uh, so we have a little bit of a divide there. So there's a little bit of tension, but I think overall we still all kind of respect each other's different viewpoints. Right. But no one else is really into rodeo. When I told them I was like, guys, I got tickets to go to the NFR. No one really understood what that was. <laughs> so they're like, Okay, cool, I guess. <laughs>
0: That's funny. So do you do you do you play well, you, you said you you uh do jujitsu, right?
1: Um, I used to do a lot more martial arts ever since. So unfortunately, um, in 2019, I was T-boned and then a year to a year and a week to the day was when I was ran off the road and I fractured my spine in half. So I haven't gotten back into martial arts since those two things. I am cleared for all normal physical activity. Um, I just haven't gotten back on the mat.
0: So, so tell us about that. You, you were in, you were in a car wreck and then you got run off the road again?
1: Yes. So Vegas drivers are not the best Yeah, uh, they're at fault state and the bars and casinos do not have like in California, they can just keep serving people. There's no like real alcohol limits and stuff here. So we do have a lot of DUI drivers. We have very loose driving distracted laws and the I, I don't feel like all the bad drivers from California just migrated here. <laughs> so it's not the best state for driving. So yeah, I did have those two back to back and then afterwards. Um, I did have to take like eight to 12 weeks to get my strength back up and just let my spine heal. And since that, I've just gone back to lifting. Um, I do miss kujitsu. I do miss that. I am technically cleared to do it. Like there's no caveat. I just haven't got a chance to get back on the mat yet.
0: Gotcha. Any other sports or you do any other activities outside of that? Are you? Um,
1: primarily working out so i do i've gone back into more of a bro type lifting plan so i'm now you know doing lifting five days a week um so just doing that walking i love hiking so i love doing like hiking um in the hills like exploring ghost towns and stuff
0: um i'm gonna forget the name now uh oh gosh what's it called what's that type of training they do where they do all kinds of lifting and running around and pull-ups and all that stuff crossfit thank you crossfit did you ever get into that at all
1: I am not a big CrossFit person. Um, I don't like lifting. I don't like to lift towards failure. I'm not one of those that wants to lift like super super heavy and even right. though I'm my back, I still like to err a little bit on the safe side. I prefer using the Smith machine or using dumbbells. I really like doing a lot more dumbbell training just because you have to be aware of your posture and your core control right. and I feel like times when people use machines too much or if they lift too heavy, that does kind of start to go because the ego tells you like lift heavier over form. Right. So I would crossfit person um and i think with crossfit it's just very important to make sure you're going to a good crossfit gym where people have a very good understanding of crossfit and how to lift i don't want to bash it so don't come after me if you're a crossfit diehard. Right. hard people with this i think anyone will say in any type of vocation like there's really good mma teachers and there's very bad mma teachers like there's very right. good crossfit coaches and there's some people that need to go back to basics
0: right all right exactly
1: but no it's not it's just never been a type of style that trades with me. Um, When I do start doing more of a lifting split, it's more like what you would see someone doing who's, like, training for a fitness competition. So, it's, like, the five-day-a-week body part split. Or sometimes when I'm, like, I'll go through phases where I love doing that, and then I'll go through a, like, three-day-a-week full-body workout.
0: Right. How many days a week are you training?
1: Uh, I'm just now switched up to five days a week.
0: Five days? That's good. Yeah. Well, hey, we're getting kind of close to the end of our time here, so I got to ask you— do um, you have a favorite brand of cowboy hats?
1: Um, favorite brand of cowboy hats right now. I've worked a little bit with pro hats. Mm. So I do their hats. They make some really cute, colorful belts. Um, I would love to work with American Hat Company. I keep like trying to slide in their DMs and put in sponsorship requests. But no luck yet. I love their straw hats. Um, so those would be my two favorites. There's so many good hat makers on the market. There's a bunch of really small ones right now, too, that I absolutely love.
0: Do you, do you know anybody in American Hat?
1: I do not. I think that one of the people used to follow me though, but I wasn't ambitious enough to like slide in his DMs and be like, Hey, sponsor me. But no, I don't know anyone directly at the company. I just love their straw hats. Like yeah. I think pro has beautiful, colorful felt, but like when it comes to the straw hat, like when I think of the traditional cowboy Western everyday hat, I would definitely have to give it to American hat company. Yeah.
0: I have to agree with you. I, I love, I love their straws. I actually, I mean, you, know, and you may know this from listening to the podcast, but I actually, you know, went to their hat shaping school, which is just a couple of days, but I got trained, you know, how to shape hats there. And then I shaped hats at NRS for a while when I was there. Oh, that know would it.
1: be so much fun to go to and really learn the science behind it.
0: Oh, it is. It was fun. And the one guy, I can't remember his name. I can't remember if it was Cody or what, but that guy was amazing at shaping hats. So is Lee Patterson. He's been around a long time too, but uh, it's it, shaping hats is it's a fun, it's a fun deal.
1: It's an art form. It really oh. is. And it's so much fun to watch people do it whenever yeah. I go to NFR or whenever I'm at like one of the rodeos and you see people and you just see how focused they are and how they're really into it and they're just locked in creating the shape. It is fascinating to watch.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. How about boots? You got a favorite brand
1: of boots? I have two boots that I really like. Um, Lane boots, I wore them at the NFR this year, and they were the only ones that were, like, super comfortable. I wasn't getting, like, blisters or bleeding or anything, so I like them for fashion. Then for everyday wear, I'm a big-time Justin Boots girl. I got baptized in my Justin Boots. I still have a parent that's, like, 11, 12 years old that's, like, biodegrading on me. So I like Lane, instead of, like, the fancy boots, like the going-out boots, and then just all-around super comfortable boots.
0: Nice. Yeah, Justin's a great brand. They are. Yeah, they definitely are. How about how about cowboy movies? Favorite cowboy movie?
1: Tombstone. Yeah.
0: Who's Tombstone,
1: your favorite? I mean, my cat's name is Wyatt Earp, and eventually, like, when I do get my <laughs> horse, I'm going to get a horse named Doc Holliday. So, but slowly, I basically, anytime, I just got to put it out there, like, any guy that's going to date me and wipe me, just know we're eventually going to have a ranch all named characters. <laughs> that's too
0: funny. <laughs> Well, hey, um, it's great having you on. You Thank
1: have, you, a, so much. you have,
0: so you have so much energy. I Thank I'm, you. I'm I'm energized after after uh, talking with you. So,
1: I did some extra. I had some extra coffee this morning. I had to get caffeine in, so I had to find that fine line between like making sure I have enough coffee. So, because it's raining here today, so whatever it rains and it's kind of gloomy, blue, 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 you have to have a little bit of a bigger coffee cup.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Um, so now just tell us again, the, you know, all of your Instagram handles and where people can find things that you do. I know, I think you've got a, a link tree in your, in your Instagram too, that's got a list of.
1: I do. So I have a link tree and then also too, um I have some on my main page. So if you go to meg underscore, underscore West, that's my main one where you'll find all my funny rodeo reels and memes and stuff and then if you go to the rodeo trail all one word lowercase that is the company that i'm a co-owner of for all western lifestyle we have an instagram we also just rolled out a brand new patreon uh we kept the price really low so it's only three dollars a month for extra interviews and um we're going to be doing a lot more interviews and just more content um we put some of the content on there because all the other platforms keep trying to take away our monetization so That has been what we're kind of shifting to. But I feel like the more Instagram and um, TikTok keep kind of taking away creators' uh, monetizations, I think the more you're going to see people going to Patreon and YouTube. And then if you're interested in training with me or my fitness stuff, it's Megan Nicole Fitness. And MeganNicoleFitness.com is where you can find all my programs.
0: Awesome. Megan, it's great having you on.
1: Thank you so much. It's been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and we'll we'll catch up. I'll, I'll be seeing you around social media, and good luck with your move to Texas. We'll have to find out how that all goes down there when you get all settled in.
1: Thank you so much. All
0: right, you have a great day.
1: You too. Bye. Bye. Where are
0: you
2: cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, Pitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock And ice down a cooler I'd drive that old back road Until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs $20,000 horses Then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in To the rope and pen Well I know Play your Speed But I give her hell Hey I never can tell Someday I just Might be We'll turn a few Steers and we'll tell A few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the rope and pin. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint, what do you pay to rope? he's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands, to the rope and pen, and it takes a little skill, and a little luck, if you can talk smack, you can back it up, oh but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the Hey, you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God, we're gonna solve them Down at the and pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman Bay Down at the Roman Bay